0: Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months.
1: Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. GM makes money, Ford plants another electric truck, Nissan hits a supply snag, and a Twitter deal scares Tesla shareholders. Plus, does the EV revolution leave room for hydrogen? We'll get to that a little later in the show. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. General Motors reported first-quarter net income of $2.9 billion, a slight decrease from a year earlier. Excluding interest in taxes, GM's earnings slid 8.4% to $4 billion. CEO Mary Barra reaffirmed the company's 2022 adjusted earnings guidance of $13 billion to $15 billion. Operating profit in North America was little changed at $3.1 billion. GM expects net income for the year to end up in the $9.6 to $11.2 billion range. It's a longstanding tradition for GM and Ford to try to outdo each other. There's no reason electric trucks would be any different. Mary Barra said electric trucks are GM's biggest growth opportunity, saying, we've led the full-size pickup segment for two consecutive years, and we will lead the EV truck market as well. But don't count out Ford. At an event to celebrate the launch of the F-150 Lightning electric pickup yesterday, Ford CEO Jim Farley said the company's Blue Oval City campus in Tennessee will make another truck in addition to the Lightning. Farley said the company aims to lead in electric pickups. Ford will report first-quarter financial results after the market closes today. In Japan, frustrating news for sports car fans and Nissan shareholders the microchip shortage and other supply chain challenges are roiling production for Japan's number 3 automaker. Production in March fell 44%, and now the new Z sports car has been delayed. Sales were scheduled to begin in Japan in June. Nissan isn't giving a new timeline, but the Nikkei said it is expected sometime in the July to September quarter. And finally, Tesla. Not that much of anything happened at Tesla, but But the stock fell 12% on Tuesday, one day after Tesla CEO Elon Musk reached a $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. Investors are concerned that Musk may become distracted from the automaker's rapid growth and rising competition, especially from traditional rivals that are now investing heavily in EVs. Tesla's market capitalization yesterday fell by $126 billion. That's more than the total value of General Motors and Ford Motor Company. And that's the news you need to know. Coming up is hydrogen to diesel. What plugs are to gas pumps? After the break.
2: The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every 3 minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Battery electric
1: vehicles can be fun to drive and an environmental improvement from gasoline-burning cars. But for larger vehicles and longer distances, hydrogen power may be the better option. On the Shift podcast, Pete Bigelow interviewed Tom Stevenson, CEO of Pajarito Powder, which develops catalysts for fuel cells. Here's a portion of Pete's interview from this week's Shift, a podcast about mobility.
0: You know, obviously, electric vehicles are getting a lot of attention right now. How do we best compare the cost structure, the efficiency of a hydrogen fuel cell, of a battery electric uh, vehicle, of an internal combustion engine? How do we compare the pros and cons and costs of those three? Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. So when we talk about the idea of decarbonization, and I think the internal combustion engine has 125 years at least of development and work uh, that's been done on it uh, and, and continues to be done on it. But fundamentally, you can't get away from the emissions issues associated with the internal combustion engine. And so if the decision is that we need to move to decarbonization, we reduce our overall carbon footprint as a country, as a planet, because of global warming, Now, interestingly, increasingly because of energy security issues, then you're going to be looking at something that is a combination of battery electric vehicles and fuel cell electric vehicles. And and probably the most important thing in this regard to say for the folks listening is to understand that it's not an either or. It is very much an and because there are certain applications for which battery electric vehicles are absolutely the right choice. And there are certain applications for which fuel cell electric vehicles are overwhelmingly the right choice. And when we try to think about sort of which is which, I, I like to copy from Charlie Fries from General Motors who, who used the quote that basically every place that you see gasoline today, you're probably going to see a battery electric vehicle in the future. And every place that you see diesel today, you're going to see a fuel cell electric vehicle in the future. And that speaks to the advantages that generally come about with hydrogen vehicles when you start to talk about longer distances and heavier loads. And in each one of those cases, that's when the benefits of a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle really, really start to shine. Kenworth, the trucking company, did a study and their estimates were that to do a battery electric vehicle that would replace the sort of standard class 8 truck, the 18-wheeler that we see driving down the freeways carrying so many of our goods, that would require you to to replace about 25% of the load with batteries. All right, so that means that every truck is now only carrying three-quarters of what it was carrying before. Also, you have issues around the recharge time and the range distances that you can get before you have to recharge, which means that a lot of the pieces of the economics associated with that trucking start to change fairly substantially. Uh, whereas with a with a hydrogen fuel cell truck, you can refuel it in about the same amount of time as it takes to refuel a diesel truck today, and you can get the same ranges as you get with diesel trucks today. And you do so with only a very small penalty in overall weight relative to Uh, an internal combustion engine. And so that starts to become a much more viable solution, particularly if you're a fleet owner and you also have the ability to control the different points at which you need to actually refuel the truck. This is one of the other big limitations for consumers, right? Completely. There aren't a lot of hydrogen refueling stations out there, whereas most Americans have off-street parking at night and they're able to recharge their vehicle at home, uh, which means that if you're the sort of standard suburban commuter and you drive the 50 miles a day, then a battery electric that you plug in at night, you top up at night is going to be a really great solution for you. Uh, it's when you start talking about needing to travel those, those longer distances. It makes sense for trucks, uh, it makes sense for trains, it makes sense for ships too, although that's going to be something that's it's starting to come around already. But in terms of primary propulsion, it'll be a little bit longer haul before we'll start to see that, in part because of the length of time that ships stay in service. What, if anything, was in the Biden infrastructure bill that uh, was passed late last year in terms of promoting and kind of hastening the creation of that infrastructure that seems to be so critical for hydrogen? Right. One of the really exciting things about the passage of the infrastructure bill was that it included $8 billion in funds for the creation of what are going to be known as hydrogen hubs. And there's still a lot of work being done on exactly how many of these are going to be. You know, it, it's going to be eight, 10, somewhere in that range, um, spread out around different areas in the United States that will be focused for the development of more hydrogen infrastructure for the future that you'll start to expand out for. And, and that includes not only the use of, of hydrogen for transportation, you know, which is what we've been talking about primarily so far, uh, but the fact that you can also use hydrogen in some very interesting ways uh, as a longer-term energy storage mechanism and also if you want to do uh, transport over significant distances. You know, one of the things that always comes up is that when you talk about the creation of hydrogen, through electrolysis. Now that's the process of a fuel cell in reverse, where you use electricity, presumably from a renewable source, uh, like uh, from wind or from solar, uh, and you would take that and use that electricity to separate the hydrogen and the oxygen. And then the hydrogen you could then store, could use it later on in a fuel cell, you could transport it in a pipeline. And of course, one of the things that comes up is that You start with solar energy or wind energy, and it's in the form of electricity. You take that electricity, you convert it to hydrogen, you convert it back to electricity, uh, and there are some losses there, and that's true. But if you need to store it for a very long period of time, like months, or if you need to transport over a long distance, such as what you do in a pipeline, the savings that you get in those regards relative to the losses of keeping this electricity more than offset having to go through those additional cycles it comes back to the point that there's different solutions for different requirements just as there's going to be some cases where you want a battery electric vehicle probably as a consumer in your home but you're a fleet owner of a bunch of trucks you're going to want hydrogen fuel cell trucks Uh, the same is going to be true in the application of hydrogen in other areas and so what the infrastructure bill does is it provides funding for the creation of these hubs with an idea on being able to actually get real deployments of hydrogen infrastructure around the country, not just in California, which is the only place that we have a significant number of refueling stations today.
1: That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get the latest news on EVs, hydrogen, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick and Kellen Walker for editing today's show. Thanks to the Automotive News Multimedia team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making the show part of your daily routine. Now let's all get back to work.